Hello everyone, welcome to Alpha Athletes. This is Dylan Lowe here, and this podcast is focused and directed towards high school athletes looking to improve in their respective sport and gain knowledge on becoming stronger, healthier, and more well-rounded competitors. Throughout this series of podcast episodes, we will dive into aspects of strength training and exercise, diet and nutrition, mindset, supplements, specific sports, and other supplemental categories. This week, we will do a deep dive into the sport of football. So for all you high school athletes who participate in football, this is the episode for you. Today, I will be bringing in a special guest and my friend, Connor Irons, and I will be asking him some questions about football and his training, what he does to up his game, and just some other aspects of the sport. Okay, so thank you, Connor, for coming on the podcast today. And can you please just tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, you know, how you got into the sport, uh, and, you know, just kind of introduce yourself. Um, so my name is Connor Irons, as he said, and I was born and raised in Orange County, California. I'm 17 years old, and I started playing football in seventh grade. Uh, I, my whole life, I was, I was expecting to play football because my dad and my brother both played. So it was kind of um, just something I was planning on doing my whole life. I never really got into it, though, until my freshman year. My 7th and 8th grade year, I didn't really like it that much, and I thought I was not going to play it. Mm-hmm. And then my freshman year, I did a little bit better, and I was like, oh, this is something that I enjoy doing. So I started to take it more serious, started weightlifting, uh, training outside of practice, and doing mm-hmm. a lot of things to get better. Yeah, so can you tell us a little bit more about um, like your brother? I know he's, he's uh, like really good academically and you know in football so could you just tell a little bit more about him maybe yeah my brother is definitely a role model for me uh he's a middle linebacker at Princeton um I mean just like his work ethic when he was in high school and still in college I don't see him much because he's in college now but when he was in high school I definitely saw him like working super hard so he deserves everything he's got mm-hmm. and besides your brother as a role model would you say that there's anyone you look up to or you know idolize in the sport of football um, probably my favorite player would be Kayvon Thibodeau. He's a uh, defensive end. He played at Oregon University, and then he got drafted uh, third overall by the New York Giants, uh, like last year, I think. Mm-hmm. Great. And so you said you just kind of grew up in that, you know, like football kind of environment. Yeah, I'm, I've definitely grown up with football my whole life. I've been a Chargers fan. My dad mm-hmm. born raised me as a Chargers fan. Then my dad went to Arizona State, uh, so I've grown up watching them, too, so... Football has definitely been a big part of my life. Yeah, and would you say, um, like, going to, you know, these college games and... Have you been to college games before? Yeah, yeah. And then also, like, pro games. Would you say that watching those people, you know, that are better than you, would you say that has any effect on your gameplay? Yeah, I would definitely say I take things away when I watch those games. I'm definitely looking at my position, trying to figure out, like, what I can do to make my play better and hopefully get to that point where I could play professional or in college. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what I'm striving for. Yeah, of course. And similar to, you know, watching other people play, um, this goes into, like, sort of the game, like, situation. But how important would you say is watching film on other teams, you know, on your competition? I can't explain to you how important that is. Um, if you don't watch film, you're kind of just running around like a chicken with your head cut off. It's <laughs> it's not You're not going to play very well unless you watch film because 
the advantage you get from watching film is when you see a play start to develop, you can diagnose it before anyone else can. You can be there before it even gets started. So you can make big plays and get college coaches to recognize your skill. Mm-hmm. And would you say it's also important to, besides from watching like other people's film or other teams' film, would you say that it's important to watch your own team's film? Yeah, definitely. Uh, at Sunny Hills, we we are fortunate enough to have uh, all our practices filmed. So every every night when I get home from practice, I I sit down and watch, see what I can improve on um, in my game at practice, and see what I need to change for like the weeks to come for different opponents we're playing. Mm-hmm. So, like you said, film for football is like essential, right? Yeah. If if you if you're serious about football, you need to watch film. Mm-hmm. There's no other option. Okay, okay. So, a uh, question I have for you is, what is your um, training like on a weekly basis? I know it's uh, summertime right now, but what is? can you explain what it's like in maybe the school year and also just um, in, like, summer? How is, what is your practice looking like? Yeah, so during the school year, my training is actually not as intense as it is in the summer. Um, during the school year, obviously, I, I, take, I take some pretty uh, – good classes some pretty hard classes so I'm spending most of my time doing schoolwork. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not the ideal I mean I'd, I'd love to be trained football all the time but school comes first that's why it's called a student athlete so during the school year I'll usually uh, get out of school go to practice then go home and do homework to like pretty late mm-hmm. um, probably I probably procrastinate a little bit to be fair <laughs> but uh and then after that I'll usually watch a little bit of film then I'll go to bed um, but then during the summer, my training is a lot more, uh, year round. I train, I speed train every Sunday and then I'll go to, uh, position specific work and different kinds of training throughout the week and on Saturdays. And then, um, I weight lift like four to five times a week and just trying to get stronger and faster. Mm-hmm. So like you said, um, you take a lot of hard classes, so you're in a lot of right, like APs and honors classes, right? Yeah. And, of course, like you said, being a scholar-athlete, um, in doing so, how do you manage or, like, how do you um, manage your time between, you know, academics and athletics? Because I know for me, too, and many other, you know, high school athletes, managing, managing this can be, like, really difficult, right? Yeah, it's, it's pretty hard to manage your time, especially when you're at school, like, all day and you get, like, eight hours of your day taken up by actual school where you can't, like, put it off or whatever. Mm-hmm. So... Um, when I get home, it's pretty much all school focus, and whatever time I have left over is for football. Uh, I mean, sometimes in class, if I don't have work, I'll be watching film or uh, watching like different players. Like like going back to like watching college players or pro players, I'll sometimes in class just watch like highlights of my favorite players at my position and see like what they do that I don't do that can make me better. Mm-hmm. And so of course, like taking all these uh, hard classes as well as as well as managing sports, um, I'm assuming that you sleep pretty late sometimes. So, would you say that sleeping late, you know, would you say that negatively impacts your performance? Yeah, definitely. Every night, I try to get at least eight hours of sleep oh, to wow. let my body recover. But during the school year, especially like this last year during my junior year, everyone knows that's the hardest year. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably got less night, more nights that were more on the lines of six hours or five hours of sleep. <laughs> yeah. But um, it's, it's over now as so we're going into our senior year. It should be a little bit lighter. Um, hopefully I can keep on my sleep schedule because that's a really important part to let your body recover. 
Yeah, for like for me too. Um, you know, getting into those like five hour, six hour range, even less sometimes. Sometimes that's yeah, like two yeah. hours, three hours. It can uh, really take a toll on like your athletic performance. So really trying to prioritize your sleep. Um, you know, in handling hard classes and sports, it's really important to try to get things done. You know, try not to procrastinate. Right? If you have time in class, just you know, try to just get it done, right? Yeah, I think it's really important too. Like, if you're up, it's like two in the morning, and you got a lot of work left, or like you got some stuff left. If you can, like during, like bef- when you get started with your homework at like eight o'clock or whenever you start, prioritize the things that are due tomorrow and get that done. Mm. And then whatever is not due tomorrow, or it's due like let's say you have something due in fifth period, that you can wait to do in the ne- the day of. You can do it in a class beforehand. That's what I did that a couple times, mm-hmm. so I could get some more sleep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, I think that's a good way to try to prioritize your sleep. Mm-hmm. Just like trying to time manage and just try to plan out, yeah. you know, for your future, yeah, for like the day, right? So like you said, if you have something due in a later period, right, you can, if it's like really, you really need to go to sleep, you can just do it in another period. You can do it, I don't know, during break time or morning. Yeah. So a lot of things you can do to try to try your best to like try to make up for I don't know, anything that, any assignment that you're late on or any anything that you need to get done later on in the day. Yeah. Okay, so next question is, for your training, uh, how much of an impact does weightlifting have on football? Um, weightlifting is definitely probably uh, up there with sleep and film watching. It's really important. Um, if you're not strong on the football field, you're probably not going to be very good. And also there's a higher likelihood of you getting hurt. So mm. weight training and um, bulletproofing is what I call it, is like preventing injuries. Mm-hmm. That's really important. Make sure you don't um, get hurt during your games and make sure you can kind of push people around so you can look good while you're playing. <laughs> so, you, so you can hopefully get college coaches to look at you. That's a big priority for some people when they're playing. And if that's your goal to play in college, you got to be strong and you got to make sure like on your film, it looks like you're uh, imposing your will on other people. Mm-hmm, of course. And so I saw that you're in the 1,000 pound club. Yes. So could you explain like, I know a little bit more to the listeners about what that means? Um, so I'm only, I'm in one kind of 1,000 pound club. There's another one and I'm not quite there yet. Uh, so there's 2,000 pound clubs. There's one with squat, bench, and deadlift. And there's one with squat, bench, and clean. Mm. Um, squat, bench, and deadlift. I'm in the thousand pound club, uh, but squat bench and clean, uh, power clean is what it is. If some people don't know that, but, uh, that, that one, I'm not quite there. I'm at like, I'm like 900, a little bit, probably, probably a little bit above 900. Um, especially after my, my injury last season, I definitely took a step back in weightlifting, but, mm. uh, those, those clubs are pretty elite. There's only a couple guys in our weight room at Sunny that are in the thousand pound club for squat bench and clean. Um, and it's pretty impressive how much they're lifting. Mm-hmm. Even like squat, uh, bench, and uh, deadlift, it's it's obviously pretty hard to get into the thousand pound club. You have to be like pretty strong. You have to put that work in, you know. And like cleaning is obviously way harder than deadlifting, right? Yeah, that's that's why there's less people in the squat, bench, clean thousand pound club because my, like my deadlift is probably like four hundred, four twenty maybe, oh, wow. and then my clean's probably two twenty five, two forty five, something around there. So it's it's definitely a big difference um, in weight. Yeah, of course. And would you say that working on deadlifts also helps with 
working on your like strength for cleans or are they like correlated or not really yeah i mean a little bit uh uh clean is or a deadlift is a part of a clean so mm. a clean you're pulling the bar up like a deadlift but then you have to pull it up and like catch it i don't really know how to explain it without showing it but uh, uh-huh. um yeah the way you can work on your clean would be deadlift and then front squat that's like oh, the two true. aspects of cleaning so mm-hmm. yeah so then yeah if, it's kind of hard to explain but if you don't know what a power clean is you can just Look it up, you know, online, YouTube or whatever. You just see what it is for yourself. Yeah, that's probably one of the hardest lifts there is. It's so, it's so hard, especially when bringing it up and then also trying to catch it and, like, bringing it up after the squat. It's, it's just, it's a very compound movement lift. And, yeah, like Connor said, it's super difficult and way harder than a deadlift. So, yeah, but it's also a great, like, show or feat of strength. So Yeah, it's, it's definitely, it definitely helps with explosiveness and speed and stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah, weightlifting, would you say, um, definitely helps with like your explosiveness, right? Just like your overall power, right? Yeah. Okay, and going back to what you said about your injury, can you explain a little bit more about what happened? So last season, I think it was week six against Northview, I um, I had some issues in the beat early in the season with my shoulder popping out, mm-hmm. um, and then week six, I tore my labrum fully. Oh. Um, so the week after that against Fullerton, I sat out a game. Uh, just I sent out that one game because I wasn't sure what was wrong with my shoulder. I got an MRI and it said my it showed my labrum was fully torn off the bone. Um, so after learning that that I learned it couldn't get any worse, I just got a brace for my shoulder and then I played the rest of the season. Um, yeah, it it wasn't it actually surprisingly didn't hurt too bad once like only hurt really when it popped out. But other than that, I had no really issues with it. So. I was fortunate enough to be able to play the rest of the season. It would have sucked to miss the last seven games of my season. Yeah, and um, so was the recovery? Was there any like recovery process that you went through? Yeah, definitely. I uh, after the season, about two weeks after the season, I got surgery on my shoulder. Oh wow! Um, and then the recovery time for that was about six months. Uh, mm. I was in a sling for six weeks. That that was probably the worst part. After that, I kind of. After I got out of the sling, it wasn't too bad. Um, but the only, the really, the only part that sucked about it was I couldn't lift or practice for a little while. So, mm. so during that uh, recovery period, right? How did you stay engaged? You how did how did you stay engaged in the sport of football without actually, you know, being able to practice as much or practice as hard? You know. Yeah. So since I hurt my upper body, I was I was training with uh, like running and I was staying in shape, mm. but. I was obviously not getting really much stronger in my upper body, at least, because I wasn't able to train my upper body because um, my shoulder. And then uh, I was doing speed work. Uh, I was just eating right. Nutrition is very important, so I was staying on top of that so I didn't um, get out of shape and like affect my play later in the next season or this coming season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so just doing things uh, you can do to stay on top of your game. Even, of course, like there are aspects you can't control with like your upper body when you can't uh, do anything, but trying to stay or find ways to, you know, stay engaged, working other parts of your body so that when you do come back, you're not completely, uh, you know, out of the loop, right? Yeah, for sure. Okay, so a little bit more about your training. So what are some drills or are there any methods you can do to increase your speed and increase or better your footwork? Yeah, so uh, like I said earlier, I'd speed train once a week, at least uh, every Sunday, um, at uh, our, my speed trainer that my brother has gone to, and he's a pretty well known around the area in football. At least his name is Rick Hagerdor, and he's speed burners. Um, uh, 
yeah, so I, I go to I go to him and I'll speed train. We do like ladders and like different kind of sprinting techniques and we, we just practice running. Like uh, the biggest part to getting faster is you just got to run. You got to sprint. Mm-hmm. Your body has to get used to it. And then eventually if you're, you're lifting, you're training, like plyometrics in the gym, that helps. If you do all that stuff, you're going to get faster. Like it might be a slow process. might be, it's different for everybody. Mm-hmm. And for running sprints, um, do you use any sort of tools? I know like people use um like they attach things and they put like weights on the back or yeah like they do hills and stuff so would yes. you say that yeah sometimes at sunny we'll uh like we had conditioning this off season uh we were like running the big hill in front of the school mm-hmm. um some people don't know what that is because they don't go to sunny but there's a big hill in front of the school and uh yeah we were running that we were doing ladders on it we were doing sleds on the field uh I, I do this thing on my own where it's like it's like a parachute kind of thing. You strap oh, yeah. it to your back and then you run with it and it's like wind resistance. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, all, all that stuff helps. I mean, there's a lot of things you can do to get faster and stronger and better. And would you say um, consistency for this thing is just really the most important? Yeah, definitely. If, if you're doing it once a month or once a week, it's not going to do anything. Um, yeah, it's, it, consistency is the most important part of everything. Mm-hmm. So for footwork, do you guys do like ladders and stuff or? Yeah, mainly just ladder. I mean, not just ladders. We do other things for footwork, but ladders is the biggest component of uh, getting better footwork. Mm-hmm. And so for your just training in general, uh, how about like how long are your practices during like uh, summer as well as during school? I don't know if you mentioned this already, but. Yeah, I, I, I don't think I mentioned this. Um, during summer. And, and during the school year, practices are relatively similar. Uh, it's about three hours, maybe a little bit more, three and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, we weight lift for an hour, and then we go out to the field for two to two and a half hours. Okay. And same thing during the school year. All right, great. So moving on to the game aspect of things. So do you have any pregame routine? You know, it could be uh, like a routine, maybe a meal or anything of that sort to, you know, get you locked in. Yeah, so every uh, game day, we after school, we meet as a team. Like All the players go in the locker room for a little bit, and then we go to our Coach, coach Wild's um, classroom, and we watch a little bit of film. Not a lot, because that should have already been done during the week. Mm-hmm. And then um, we'll go through a little a couple last-minute adjustments if we have to on his whiteboard. And then, um, yeah, then after that, we get released to, or actually before that, we actually do a team meal. So, mm. like, we're fortunate enough to where our boosters will bring us food and we'll eat before the games as a team. And then after the film, after the team meal, um, we get, like, dress and tape. So we'll get tape for the game and we'll get dressed together. Like, we'll get dressed in the locker room and then um, we'll get on the bus and we'll head to the stadium wherever we're playing. And for me, like, a pregame ritual, there's not, like, anything crazy I kind of just like lock in before the game and maybe like try to visualize some stuff that I'm going to do during the game. Um, like some, maybe some, I'm a defensive lineman, so some pass rush moves maybe, or uh, like ha- like tackling someone in the open field, just like visualizing it so when it happens, I'm ready for it. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. So like with this open field tackling, uh, what's the best thing that you look for to, you know, make sure that you get that tackle down? Um, really just... Aiming for like the near hip, that's some big thing our coaches teach us. Uh, and wrapping up, if you don't if you don't hold on to them, if you're trying to tackle them with one arm, it's probably not going to work. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so you just wrap up and then take them to the ground. It's not. It's pretty. It's pretty kind of like a science. There's different kinds of tackles you can do, but as long as you practice them, you should be all right. Yeah, I think a lot of people when they think of, you know, football and uh, tackling, they think of it just as you know, like just raw strength. You know, just going in there, just hitting them. You know, but it's really more technical than that, right? Yeah, the all the big hits you see, those those happen uh, not all the time, but they happen relatively frequently. But the majority of tackles that are made in a game are wrapping and rolling them and trying to get them to the ground. It's not you're not going to get a big hit every time. Uh, Especially if you're if you're hitting them up high, you gotta break down and get low to take them to the ground. Especially if it's a big person carrying the ball. Mm-hmm. So would you say focusing on like the legs for the tackle is like the pretty important? Or yeah, more? especially if you're not uh, a bigger person. Like I'm, I'm relatively big. So yeah, you're huge. Dude. Uh, so I mean, it really depends on the size of the person you're tackling. If you if it's a smaller person, you could probably get away with tackling a little bit higher. But if it's a big dude running the ball, you definitely gotta aim for their legs. Or some people call it ankle biters. You grab them by the ankles and them to the ground mm-hmm. so let's go to your size a little bit so how tall are you uh like six six probably oh geez and what about how heavy uh about 235 oh my so that definitely benefits you right in football. yeah and i wouldn't say it does like has a detriment to me it definitely helps a lot mm-hmm. so is there anything that because you're on the bigger side right is there yeah. anything that for all like the smaller people or smaller football players listening at home is there anything that they can do to kind of, you know, compensate for a lack of, like, height, maybe? Um, I mean, lifting, being fast. I mean, speed kills, that's the saying in football. You, uh-huh, if yeah. you're fast, that's going to help you a ton. Uh, but also being strong. Um, yeah, if you're if you're small, but if you're not, like, super tall, but you're, you're really strong and you're fast, that's still extremely good. Like, you can play in college, like, with that. I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah, smaller people are usually some of the strongest people. I don't, I don't know what it is, but they're they're pretty freaking strong. Uh huh. So there's other aspects of the game that you can make up for, right? Without your like height per se, right? Yeah. Okay. So, um, is there anything that in the game? Is there anything that you can do to improve like your field vision or any anything of that sort? Yeah. Uh, I mean, practice. You you gotta you gotta practice consistently. It's if like for my position specifically, like field vision, when I hear that, I think of running backs. I'm not a running back, mm, true. but uh, field vision for me would be like recognizing what the tackle is doing, so I can pass rush and get by get by him, or figure out what the running back's doing, so I can like get off my block and tackle him. Um, but yeah, vision is just practicing and identifying what's what the person in front of you is doing, so you can get by them or make the tackle. Uh, so yeah, you just gotta practice and uh, have it become like second nature to you. So you would say just to improve your field vision, just really just get in those reps, right? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely just, it has to become muscle memory. Mm-hmm, of course. So this is um, kind of like a side thing. I know it's during like COVID or kind of around that time, um, the the topic or a subject of seven on sevens was really blowing up. Like all these teams from everywhere, they would go into these massive like events. I know battle sports you know they had those massive seven on seven events so would you say playing on seven on sevens have you played in any yeah i've played on one team i played on oc elite Mm -hmm. uh that's i think that helps um a little bit in real game situations it's obviously not gonna be the same thing because you're not in shoulder pads and helmets you're Mm -hmm. not there's not uh linemen or defense linemen or offensive linemen um uh but 
it helps for the skilled players like the wide receivers, the DBs, and like the linebackers and stuff, and the running backs and the quarterbacks. It definitely helps, but uh, you can you can't really replicate a real game situation. But I definitely do think it helps a little bit. Like uh, when I was in like our school right now, Sunny Hills, we do seven on seven uh, tournaments. Actually, we have one today after this. That's what I'm going to. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I, I think it, it it definitely helps. It's also good in the off season to get just get competition. I mean, competition is really important for your team and everything. Mm-hmm. Just getting like just for good for getting reps into right. Yeah, yeah. So we you talked about this a little bit before with your like pre game routine. You know, going with all your friends like. Uh, getting your like tape and all that stuff together. So, how important would you say is team camaraderie and you know having good vibes uh, with your teammates? How important is that? Because I know football is you know it's a really uh, heavily team oriented sport. Yeah, it's I would say it's vital. Um, if you don't have good team camaraderie, and there's people like there's groups or like people aren't together on your team, like there's just like different groups of people and they're all separated. It's not you're not gonna have a very good team. Uh, when you get separated like that, things don't mesh together very well on the field. So it's just you. Team camaraderie is like super important. Mm-hmm. And is there anything that you do to improve the team like chemistry? Yeah, I mean we hang out outside of football. We're not just friends during football. We hang out all the time. We go to each other's houses. We swim. We go to like like things like bowling or whatever, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we and then also during like fall camp or or summer football. We're hanging out. Uh, we're doing things at the school. We're after practice. We'll go and hang out together. There's just all sorts of things we do to be a good team. Mm-hmm. So, for like any of you high school or football athletes listening, if you guys have any um, sort of uh, rough patches in your team, uh, like Connor said, it's really important to you know try to patch that up so that you guys can work cohesively as a team and not have any like weak links or any. Like hatred within your own team, right? Because football is so team oriented. Everyone works together. Everything revolves around each other. So it's important to have that good team chemistry. Absolutely. So I know. Have you ever played wide receiver? Yeah, I mean, I play tight end. Is more so. I'm not mm-hmm. an actual wide receiver, but I do uh, occasionally go out for pass and run, the, like get the ball and run with it. Uh, mm-hmm. And seven on seven, that's I play tight end, outside linebacker. Um, so yeah, how but, do you get like better hands as a just practice. I mean, if, if you're really dedicated to getting better hands and that's your main position, you want to be able to catch the ball really well, uh, definitely just get someone, just throw the ball, catch the ball like, I don't know, 100 to 500 times a day, and you'll you'll get good at it. it just It's just repetition. Mm-hmm. It's not like a rocket science. It's pretty simple. Okay. And would you say like gloves are really essential? <laughs> I wouldn't say essential. Some people can work without them. I, I mean... I personally just choose to use them because it does make it easier. Um, but one thing I find important is just like being consistent with how you practice. So if you're gonna play in the game with no gloves, practice with no gloves. If you're gonna um. play in the game without with gloves, practice with them. But some people, and I, I don't disagree with this, that say they play in the game with gloves. Sometimes it might be better to catch in practice without gloves because mm. it's like it's easier once you put the gloves on. But I don't know. It's either, it's really not um, that important to wear gloves. Okay. You just gotta look the ball in and catch it. <laughs> and like you said, you pra- you should practice how you're gonna play, right? Yeah. So for like all sports in general, practice how you play. Also, the intensity, the level of intensity you're putting into your practice. Uh, would you say that directly outputs to how you play in the game too? A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, if you're not 
putting full effort in practice, you're going to subconsciously put minimal effort in in the game, and you're just not going to play that well. So, I mean, practice, you got to be going 110%, and then it'll translate to the game, and you'll play at 110%, maybe even more during the game because of adrenaline and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And through going 110%, uh, you know, in practice and also in games, I know it can be, you know, physically taxing on the body. So is there anything that you do to, uh, like, recover after a hard game or after a hard practice? Yeah, I mean, definitely. I, ice baths help after games. Um, we do them before games, too, sometimes. Uh, I mean, stretching is really important, drinking a lot of water. Mm-hmm. And just after a big game, you're going to be pretty beat up. So you probably just want to rest for a day or two. Because you play on Fridays, so Saturday and Sunday is usually kind of like an off day. Uh, just like to relax and recoup and get ready for the week ahead. Mm-hmm. So would you say that rest days are like essential for you? Yeah, you should never be training seven days a week. I mean, I'm not saying don't train. I, I try to train every day of the week, but some days there's active recovery days. So it's like you're just stretching and you're like doing light running and mm-hmm. You're not you're not going to be lifting as heavy as you can every day. You're not going to be sprinting every day. You got to at least take one day, and I think one day is the sweet spot. Just like on like a Wednesday or like a Sunday or something, take a day off to actively recover by stretching, drinking a lot of water, uh, just getting ready for the days to come when you're practicing. Mm-hmm. And that not only helps with your uh, physical recovery, like you said, but it also helps with your mental recovery, right? Like just recouping altogether? Yeah, I mean, definitely. Mental is a huge part of football. If you're in a bad headspace when you're playing, you're not going to play well because you're not going to be thinking straight. So definitely recovering mentally is a big part, just kind of like letting your brain rest. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, like you said, football can be a very mentally uh, like taxing or very mentally hard sport. So is there anything that you can do to, or in your experience, to overcome this you know, these mental roadblocks that you might have during, like, football? Yeah, I mean, I mean, confidence and preparation is really important. If you prepare well, you'll be more confident. Um, and also, like I said, visualization before the game, that helps. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I say confidence, I don't mean arrogance. That's There's a fine line between those two. You want to be confident in yourself, but don't have um, too high of expectations thinking you're going to be – like you're gonna do this, 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 and this, and that, and you're gonna be like super amazing. You you have to set uh, achievable standards for like your game up to come, like coming up, because uh, you you know how well you've trained and how much you've pre- prepared. So uh, set your like standards and your goals to that level for your game, so you're not um, let down with your performance. Mm-hmm. So for all the like athletes listening. Um, how important, like you mentioned this, but how important would you say like setting goals is just in general for not even just for sports, but would you say that setting goals is just, you know, is just a good thing to do in general? Yeah, I think absolutely. I mean, I, huge goals is my my idea. Like I like to have really big goals, but then I mean, huge goals without like steps to get there aren't goals; they're just dreams. Oh, so you want to um, oh. you want to have really big goals. Like let's say I want to make it to the NFL or something. You want to have that big goal, but you want steps to get there. So like, I gotta work really hard. I've gotta get on varsity in high school, and then I gotta get recruited by college coaches. Then I gotta get to college. Then I gotta play in college. Then I gotta do really good in college. Then I gotta get like ready for the draft and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So you gotta have steps to get there. Yeah. So um, you said 
like you uh, have really big goals, right? Yeah. And they say that, or what's it saying? It says like if you have a big goal, if you, if you like shoot for the uh, moon or something, and if you don't make it, then you land on the stars, something like that. Right? Yeah, exactly. That's that's. I think that's a good analogy. Um, aim high, and then if you can't get there, maybe you'll get close, and you'll end up somewhere pretty good. Like you'll get well off. You'll be well off. Mm-hmm. So. This is kind of going back to the topic of like speed and something, and speed and conditioning. Sorry, but would you say that football players should join track? Yeah, I mean, I haven't personally ran track. I'm probably gonna. I'm thinking about joining. I wouldn't say probably. I'm considering joining next year. Um, I think it helps a lot. Like talking to a lot of college coaches, they all ask like, "Do you run track? Like, do you have times for like your running or like stuff like that?" I think I think it definitely helps. It definitely doesn't hurt. Mm-hmm. And just you is that during is track during off season for football? Yeah, yeah, it is. So it's definitely it's not like uh, getting in the way of training or anything. Mm-hmm. And yeah, people just I know like a lot of football players they just use track to, um, you know, get faster. And yeah, like you said, uh, people or coaches will ask for your times and stuff. So it's like a measurable thing that you have, you know, in your back pocket, right? Yeah. I so think good. Mm-hmm. So next question is. How has the recruiting process been for you? Um, so, like, I know you can brag a little right now. I know you have, like, a good amount of offers. So can you just explain a little bit about what that process has been for you? You know, maybe some advice you have for others who are trying to get recruited? Yeah, it's definitely a blessing to be where I am. Um, but I, I think some key points to getting recruited is having a Twitter. That's, I mean, I tell mm. people that, and they're like, what are you talking about? Um for football, at least, I don't I don't know about other sports, but Twitter is a really big part of football. That's where a lot of coaches connect with you. Um, if I didn't have Twitter, I probably wouldn't have any of the offers that I do. Um, it's the really the like the whole point of Twitter is getting in contact. Once you get in contact with these coaches, you can get their phone numbers and like stay and like be better connected with them, and then like go meet them or they'll come meet you, and then you build a relationship and then eventually you could get an offer or a scholarship or something like that. So it's definitely important. If you, if you want to get recruited, you just gotta, you gotta train, you gotta play well. Mm-hmm. And besides from the Twitter, which I know is pretty important. Um, I know you've been to some like camps per se. So how important would you say is going to these camps and getting exposure to, you know, how important is that to the recruiting process? Um, camps are pretty important. Um, Camps are a little bit of a difficult subject because I think they're really they're really good and they help you a lot. Even if you're not getting um, attention from many coaches at the camps, they're pretty they're really good work because you're getting coaching from the best coaches in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, but the issue with camps that I have personally is that sometimes if you don't have contact with the coaches already, nobody's gonna be looking at you. you. Um, mm, true. So I mean. It's 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 a hard thing to talk about because I'm not really sure. I think camps are great, um, but so, some people have different opinions on that. Mm-hmm. So, like you said, besides from the Twitter, is there anything else that you can do to contact the coaches, or is that basically the main thing that? Um, if you on any like school's website, there's recruiting questionnaires you can fill out, and then they'll like they'll get in contact with you if they like what they see on their questionnaires. Um, as that the questionnaire is just kind of just like a baseline to see like if you fit their measurables or anything like that, and then um, yeah, and then trying to meet them at trying to meet coaches at camps is also probably the best another good way. Like that's how I started my conversations with a lot of these coaches mm-hmm. is last summer and the summers before I've gone to camps, 
and then there's a ton of coaches at these camps. There's I've gone to camps, so there's 200 coaches there. Oh wow! It's there's just like a bu- and there's a bunch of athletes there too. So it's like uh, it's just a good way to get in contact. Mm-hmm. And I know so like I'm actually in Connor's class. Uh, sometimes coaches just like literally coaches just come into the classroom and go out to talk with you. So is that um, is that just come from, you know, kind of putting yourself out there, you know, like coming into contact with these coaches? So you have to take the first step, right? Um, most of the time, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say all the time. Some coaches find you. And a, a big saying in football is if you're good, like a lot of coaches will say, if, if you're good, we'll find you. Mm-hmm. Um, and that I, I believe that 100%. Um, so I think it's about 50% you have to get in contact with them. The other 50% is that you got to just show out and like let them see, and then they'll get in contact with you. Mm-hmm. And have you ever asked any of these coaches to uh, come watch a games or not really? Um, I don't, I don't try to ask anything of coaches cause they're taking times out of their days to come see me. Oh, so, true, true. uh, I mean, I just try to be as helpful as possible with any questions they have about me. Um, and they always ask like, if you have any questions about the school, don't hesitate to ask. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, hopefully I get some coaches to come watch games this season, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. And so how many, uh, like, offers do you have right now? I have six right now. Okay, and you're looking to, I'm assuming, to improve or even, like, go higher than that? Yeah, definitely. I mean, all, the goal is always to get better and mm-hmm. more. <laughs> and out of those, is there any any um, school that you're leaning towards right now? or No, not right now. I'm just trying to keep my options open and figure out where I want to go to school. Academics is definitely an important part for me, though. Mm-hmm. So would you say, yeah, you said academics comes first, right? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, if you want to succeed like in life, right, your academics got to be good. So for a lot of high school athletes, um, moving past... Uh, like the level of high school to college and playing in college is not really uh, like an option for many uh, athletes, right? So uh, it's important to focus on your academics so that you can rely on your grades and stuff if your sport does not work out, right? So even if you make it to the college level, right? Making sure you have good grades in college um, is important, right? So you can get a job later on, right? Because the percentage of people in college who go pro is just like insanely small. Yeah, definitely. It's it's a very small number of people that make it to the pros. Mm-hmm. So making sure that you have something to fall back on, so that you can get, you know, a stable job in the future is really important. And that all starts in high school, right? Just making sure you have a good foundation, good uh, work ethic, right? Yep. So yeah, that's it's like really important, just just for life in general. Okay, so that's all the questions I have for you today. So thank you, Connor, for joining us here and doing a deep dive on football. We really appreciate your insight as well as your knowledge in which many of our listeners can learn from. So, all right, guys, work on yourself, become a better athlete, and keep grinding. This is the end of episode 18. Dylan Lowe. Thank you for having me, Connor. Uh-huh. Both signing out. Have a great day. See you guys on the next episode of Alpha Athletes.